Matt Ryan here, and folks, the countdown is on. If you want to be my boss, if you want to own a piece of the A7FL, the time is now. We are counting down until November 7th. That is right, November 7th, the day before Election Day, is the last day of our Start Engine campaign. So we want you to sign up right now. Go to startengine.com slash A7FL and sign up. Once again, that's startengine.com slash A7FL. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second-best podcast of the A7FL. This is the other side of the bowl. The other side of the ball. Of that of the show, Casey Cox, <laughs> alongside me, my co-host, as always, Chris Vera. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Me as well, me as well. Thank you again, as always, for joining me on this podcast. And tonight, we're switching things up a little bit. We got two new co-hosts. That's right. From here on out, it's going to be a four-man show. It's going to be me, Chris, and let's go ahead and welcome on Scott the Viking McCorkle, who's going to join us from here on out. How are you doing, Scott? Scott, good morning, Casey. How are you guys doing today? What up, Scotty? Just looking forward to getting into... We got a, a lot of stuff to talk about today, man. I'm really excited. Uh, and... And I'll I'll bring in the other the other co-host that's going to be joining us. Uh, he still has not yet made it in, but Dub, as we call him in the broadcast booth, Anthony Alvarez, when he gets here and gets on, I will introduce him to everybody. But he is going to be joining us as well here in just a little bit, guys. Um, tonight, I kind of want to start this show off and talk about this past week of A7FL just in general. Um, but before we do that. Scott, for those that don't know you, um, introduce yourself a little bit and uh, maybe explain, if you want to, um, what brought you to this side of the field instead of being on the field and playing Not the season. Uh, so for those who don't know, my name is Scott the Viking McCorkle. I am number 33. I play for the Kryptonite, and uh, I play DN... Nose tackle, linebacker, just about everything else. Um, what brings me into the booth for this uh, little bit of time is um, I am recovering from uh, a hernia surgery that didn't go so well. Um, so, you know, hopefully soon I'll be back to 100% and be back on the field. But for right now, I'm just out here trying to uh, get a player's point of view, um, make sure that Vegas is really getting talked about the way it's supposed to. Uh, that we're going to get the respect we deserve because uh, we have the talent to line up with anybody. And uh, I'm here to make sure that somebody's here to talk about. It. And it's a joy to have you on the podcast with us. I think it's going to be a great addition to the podcast from here on out. And I'm excited. As everybody may realize, what we don't have here tonight is Double D Derek Duncan. He has kind of stepped away and stepped more into the producing role. He's going to be producing the show. He will step in if he is needed to. But from on out, it's going to be more of our show to run, gentlemen, and um, gear the way that I want it to go and the way that we need it to go for the A7FL. That way he, as the owner, can focus his time where he needs to to create better opportunities for all them players out there on the field that are showcasing their talents. Man, he's got a lot to do. He's got... He's got a lot of really talented and pretty feisty guys to look after. And, uh, you know, he's, like he's the, got a full-time job in that. I like the feisty part. 
that is good. I mean, Scott, welcome, it, by the it, way, uh, man. I, I appreciate you being in, man. It's it's uh, definitely a plus having you here. Um, glad that you have joined this uh, rowdy bunch, and hopefully we can have some fun doing what we do. Man, I'm. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys letting me be here. Um, I know we don't get to talk too much uh, during the day uh, while we're out there, but I know we, we always enjoy a, a quick conversation. Uh, you usually have an inside scoop down there being that close to the players as they all come in and register. So it's always good to pick your brain, man. You know a lot about the game. I really appreciate it. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. It's always fun. And, and you know, I've, you know me, I got lots of love for our players. Um, I know that it might not, uh, everybody can get a little, little feelings hurt every once in a while when I'm, when I'm making my predictions, but that's all right. It's all part of the game and, and, uh, you know, nothing, nothing meant of it. It's, uh, it's going to be all love, no matter what at the fields, you know, that you and I have sat around and talked about it. Um, you know, I know that this injury is, is, uh, hard to swallow, but at the same time, brother, I got your back. So whatever you need, you let me know. Yeah, I appreciate it. You guys have done a great job. You, Derek, the league, Pro-Am, uh, everybody's done a good job looking after me. Um, I appreciate all the help. You guys have done everything you can to, to help my recovery move along, man. I'm, I'm excited to, to get back out and, and give the league what they deserve. All right, gentlemen, so um, to get the show started, let's, let's move into some of these games and go over some of at least some of the scores. We were in the broadcast booth, at least me and you were. Didn't get to see a lot of the games. Chris was on the field. He probably didn't get to see a lot of what happened. Derek may or may not have been able to see some of what happened. So if he feels like chiming in, he may he can do so if he feels. Um, but we start. I want to start with the game that we knew was going to happen the way it was going to happen, and that is sick with it. His pit bosses, fifty three nothing. Sick with it. Dog walking, molly whopping add your adjective, whatever you want um, in that game. Sick with it, totally dominated from the get out. I don't think that was a surprise to anybody in the booth for what the pit bosses have brought so far this season. They're still a building team, it seems. They're definitely not the pit bosses of the fall. Oh, well, they're definitely not. That team got gutted. The, the team got gutted, and, you know, it for a plethora of different reasons, but, like, they were – they were stuck, and now now they're going through a, a figure it out phase. And sick with it took full advantage. And like I kind of I, I get it, man. It, it all matters in the rankings. It all matters. The point differential matters. All it matters. And now with the cap being with the mercy rule, like you really have to take full advantage of all of it. That way you can stay in the ranking. I would agree, man. I think the biggest problem with uh, with uh, pit bosses right now is just trying to find themselves. Um, I don't think, um, I think they will. I mean, Kay Uno's a, a great leader. He's a young man that I have a lot of respect for. The kid is all heart, all heart. And it doesn't matter what oh, yeah. position he's in, he is not going to quit on you. And I told him that after the game. I said, you know, if there's a player that I would start a team with, he is definitely one of them because of the heart and desire that kid has. I mean, I just enjoy being around him, listening to him after the game. He wasn't down on anyone. You know, he was like, right. I got to bring my game up. I got to play better. I got to do what's right for this team. I mean, just saying everything that you want to hear out of a quarterback, this kid is just awesome. I mean, I, I love the kid and I can't say enough about him. He's a, he's a really good kid. And I love watching that young man play. 
Yeah, he, he he's definitely one of uh one of the more fun players to play against. Like, cause no matter no matter what the down and distance is, no matter like so I played against him. So even when he played for a different team, he was almost in the same situation with last year's hunters. Um, as far as like being on like a roster depleted team, but he plays hard. I agree with you, man. He he deserves a good team. He deserves a good line. He deserves some time, is what he deserves. And he doesn't have any of it. Um, no, not that any, but also not that anybody's gonna have much of it against sick with it. Like that that D line is a problem. And that D line's a beast. I mean, yeah, I watched watching them go after him was like, I mean, look, we talked about it a little bit about snapping the ball instead of having the ball in your hands. And I mean, if if they were snapping the ball, some of those defensive mm-hmm. linemen were getting back there the same time the ball would have been. I mean, it was yeah. uh, it was like, you know, they're pinning their ears back just coming. And, and he, he had like half a second to decide, do I step up? Do I run? Do I circle uh, back? You, I mean, this kid was under pressure all day. Oh, the sad part is, is that first option to step up is not there against them, especially when the big goose is in. Right. Yeah, that big goose when, is something. Man, when he's in there, man, look, it, there's very few people in and, the league that can even hold him up for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the style of defense, the style of defense that Sigwither plays probably contributes a lot to their uh, 57 point differential because they're not giving up a lot of points defensively and they're scoring what seems to be at will. Yeah, I mean, that, that, their quarterback is special. Their quarterback is special. He just, he just seems to throw dots. Like, it doesn't matter who's coming, where they're coming from. He'll stand there and take the licking and keep on ticking. He don't. He, he doesn't seem to care. He throw, that kid throws dots. Like I see why they. I see why they fully trust him. Not. I would. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. We have. We have the pleasure of having like really good quarterbacks in this in our division. The one thing we're short on really in this division is linemen, and the yeah. linemen that we have aren't very well spread around. So if we can get some more big guys out here to block for other, some of these other quarterbacks, maybe we'll be able to see better, like we'll be able to see better throws. We'll be able to see more accurate throws and stuff like that. But maybe it's not even the linemen that are out here. Maybe it's just that we just breed D linemen. Maybe it comes from the flag style of flag football that we play, like just the attitude that everybody in Vegas has when they get on the football field, like, I'm not sure what it is, but we seem to come with D linemen that are just relentless. And I mean, I mean, I am a little bot. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> just a little. Uh, and it's it's yeah, funny. It's, an, said, it's almost like an embarrassment of riches with with only a few teams with the offensive linemen. You know, sick with it. Yeah. Um, insomniacs. The other one would be insomniacs. I mean, they they it's an embarrassment of riches with those two teams and their uh, offensive linemen. They have people sitting on the sideline that are better than other teams' starters by a mile. And um, the second game that I kind of wanted to move into kind of goes right with that. You said that the sick with the quarterback throws dots. Here's another quarterback that throws dots. Um, it was the kryptonite beating the gold 54 to nothing. Um, yeah. Talking about a quarterback throwing dots, smooth throws dots. He was on one. He was on one. He was yes, feeling he was. himself. 
whatever you want to say, he he had that touch. And then they also have like and I think the only thing that surprised anybody in that game was the 54 to nothing. I don't think the kryptonite beating the gold was the surprise. That, at least not for me. I thought the gold could at least put up one or two touchdowns, but for them to put up zero, I think is the only thing that really shocked me about that. I, I figured. I think people are sleeping on their defense. I think uh, what you also have to realize is why it doesn't surprise me is you guys like we're, we're used to seeing a different defense than what they're running right now. Dom is back. Zach is in this, this kid 13 that they brought in. I, his name is slipping my mind. That's playing backer for him right now. He's a ball. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're figuring it out. Um, they, I mean, I'm not surprised. Dom went nuts. CJ uh, was out this week. It, I mean, it could have been even uglier. CJ Smith was out. And he's usually the one really shutting stuff down right now. Like he catches everything. Like the style, the defense is styled in a way to where one of the D linemen is going to catch all the flow of the whole defense. So with it being like that, like these guys are getting to shine at different times and they don't, they haven't all showed up at the same time yet. It's going to be ugly when they do. Well, what's fun for me is we, we had a discussion at the end of last season <clears throat> about quarterbacks. And we talked about who we, who you would start a team with or who you could possibly start a team with and who we, we did the all-stars. And um, it was a lot of fun to talk about. And I said, you know what? I got to go with your boy. I mean, smooth is, is just something else. I mean, to watch him play is um, it's something, something special. I mean, we've got, like you said, there's some good quarterbacks in this league that are just killing it and mm -hmm. I've got to put him up there with them because he was I mean that kid was on fire I mean when he comes to play it's lights out man you better be ready oh and yeah it, it, he's you, he's you deceptive man you know yeah he's deceptive like it he makes things happen like it, he it, it, he just figures it out but this week this this upcoming week though they got a test and we're gonna find the out. game that I'm, I've been waiting for. I've been yeah, waiting for find this. Out. I want to see I'll, this I'll test. Look, I want to talk about this game, but I don't want to talk about it at the same time. This, this well, is going to be firework. We'll, we'll get to that right now. We'll get to the games coming up here in a little bit. Um, oh, but, but that last that that shit last week or that that whole that whole game last week that per, whole performance like it was a team performance and i i think that's one of the like, Absolutely. that's one of the major things that the kryptonite have been working on is their chemistry and it's working now and i i just want to say something because uh dom is back number eight that's oh yeah you know what love him to death man I, and the first thing i said what nephew you can't you can't call your aunts and say what's up from time to time and he started laughing on the field love that kid man he is he is probably one of the kids with the most respect that I've seen and he is he loves the game that kid's got a smile on his face every time he's playing and I love watching him play oh yeah the, he brings the energy like he plays so hard but he's goofy at the same time it it makes it fun to play the game like because it takes some of the you can get kind of like as we all see it gets chippy on the line so like if you have even just a straight like neutral attitude that could be taken a certain type of way if the other person's in a bad mood. But with Dom, you can't take it. You, you, you're going to get mad? No, you can't. 
you're not going to get mad at him because he's goofing around the whole time. And he's whooping you. And then talk about speed off that off that edge. Man, I watched him run right by offensive linemen. I mean, right by them. And the kids got bent. I mean, what you look for and what they talk about in the NFL, that kid's got it. He's got the bend to get around the corners. He does things that just, I, I got to be honest, it, it's a little surprising because I've seen him get pushed out of plays where he's dipped, yeah. went around the offensive lineman, gets pushed out of the play, and you're thinking, okay, he has no shot, and then boom, he gets a sack, and you're like, wait, 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 what just happened? Because you yeah. stop looking at him. You're thinking, oh, yeah. quarterback stepped up, he got pushed out of the play, he's not going to be able to make one, and then next thing you know, here he comes, sacking the quarterback from behind. Love that yep. kid, man. That kid is something else. And he knows it. I, t- I talk crap to him all the time. And I love doing it because all it does is put a smile on his face and he talks it right back and just, just laughs about it. He, he's, a, yep. he's a good defensive end and just his attitude is second to none. I love that kid. And one, hey. one other person I want to talk about real quick is Aquan. Oh, the yeah. Oh, wait. That man is fast, fast. Yes, he is. And gentlemen, now joining us it's going to be our fourth host, co-host of this show, joining the podcast from here on out. It is Double A. We call him Dub in the booth. It's Anthony Alvarez. How are you doing? Uh, good evening, fellas. How are you? We are What's doing up, good. Thanks for finally joining us on this podcast tonight. Um, nobody, I don't think, really had a chance to get to know you yet. They have. This is the first season you've been in the booth with us. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody and let them know a little bit about you, um, how you got into broadcasting, um, and kind of how you got involved with the A7FL and with the broadcast team. Well, very quickly, um, I know this sounds like a, a fairy tale story, but since I was five years old, I knew that I wanted to do play-by-play. And quite simply, the, the moment that made it for me was Vin Scully's home run of Kurt Gibson in the 88 World Series in game one between the Dodgers and the A's watching on NBC, and I knew that if I couldn't be a professional athlete, the next best thing to do is just be in the booth. Um, I went to the broadcasting school that was actually located here in Vegas. It got shut down, and then I couldn't continue because Sally Mae is an asshole. And then through mutual people, I got able to start broadcasting high school games for NFHS Network. And then through Kevin Perry, who does camera work for them, it was Kevin Perry that introduced me to Derek because sometime last season during the, um, the, the fall winter season, I came up to watch a game and I met Derek and me and Derek kept in contact. And then Derek contacted me around somewhere in between March talking about, Hey, are you interested? I'm like, well, yeah. So um, for me, it's a different brand of football, but you know, like Derek said on the podcast that he was on the heroes podcast, it's, you know, a brand of football that everybody used to have played, whether it be it at recess, be it, at, you know, in the backyard thanksgiving whatever holiday it is so it's the same game but it's just a different brand and you know getting to lean on you and you know getting to lean on scotty because you know i'm the i'm the you know the new kid on the block it's certainly a new dynamic for me to learn about the game of football which as i always say i'm just here to be the good teammate and feed and lean on you guys and just you know throw in what i can throw in and just you know be a good teammate. So that is uh, my little journey into the world of broadcasting. Well, it is a pleasure to have you on the 
broadcast team. It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast as well. I think it's going to be a hell of a journey from here on out with me, you, Scott, and Chris now on the podcast. And as I said earlier, Derek Moore stepping into the producer role so that he can start to focus on things that need to be focused on more for the A7FL um, to get the players where they need to be and get the division where it needs to be and create more opportunities. We need need to be out playing these guys in New Jersey. And as you came in, Dub, we were talking about the Kryptonite Gold matchup, um, and we had all kind of said what we thought about that game. What on old tonight matchup from this weekend where the kryptonite won 54 to nothing well it's all it's been the same thing i've been saying all season with the gold they've shown spurts and it's like forever five steps up all right, Deb. Sorry, Bub, that you're having a little bit they of robot. They take steps back. They've so, shown the flight. They've done all your yeah, so like I can't hear. Right. Sorry, sorry, Deb. You're kind of going robotty. I don't know if it's bad or um, what's going on there. Um, hopefully, a little bit of matrix going be, on. Yeah, there are. There's all kinds of tricks tonight. In that, the book. It proves um, it. That Dub no, is just no, Chat no. GPT. Can't hear me. Yes, I can. We can hear you now and. You seem to sound better. Um, but, yeah, we were talking about that kryptonite game. Um, what are your thoughts on that, If maybe if your sound is better this time? Nope. Okay, Henry. Nope. Nope. Still kind of... Uh, Still breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, maybe he can get his, his stuff fixed and he can let us know what he thinks here in just a little bit. Um, Go ahead and chime in when you get your sound fixed there, Dub. Um, the other game that I really wanted to talk about was the uh, the game that I originally called an upset in the booth. And after thinking about it, I was like, is it really though upset? I think the way it went down was the upset, not necessarily who won being the upset. Um, that was the Insomniacs um, dog walking the force. 37 to 6. Yeah, but I think it's a lot worse than what it showed on the scoreboard. That one, that one was, I don't know if it was surprising, but it was just like, it was everybody, it's what everybody, or man, I don't even know how to say this. I don't want to offend nobody. I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, they really, I, I just feel like the Insomniacs were better prepared for a team that has more coaching. And, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, it, that shit went kind of how kind of how I thought it was going to go. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not surprised by that. The, the force aren't the same force that they were before. You know what I mean? Like, they're not necessarily – they're not using the people that they have adequately. Like, no, they're they're honestly is not. feed Reek the ball. Why why is Reek not getting the ball? Right. I don't mean right. why aren't you using Curtis more? Like I, I just and I that was the question we asked on Sunday. Yeah, like they're just they're not. 
I, I don't understand what they're doing. Like the yeah. whole, that's not how you beat that team. You know what I mean? Like if, if you want to, I don't know if you're trying to drill into like, we're going to run our gameplay no matter what. We're just going to get better at it than everybody else by the well, end of the season. I, I understand were, that, but that's just not what that looked like. No. And there were players on the first team that they weren't using that ended up after that game ended up getting cut. That kind of shocked me. Um, they had a really good receiver that I think anyway is a really good receiver. I think he'll go up and get most anything you throw his way um, in Ray Rich. And they weren't even using him. Um, and that was kind of shocking to me. Even um, there were there were plenty of players on that bench. I felt that if utilized properly in that game, probably could have contributed and made it a lot closer than it was for sure. I don't know. I still don't know if they had the people on the sidelines or if they used the people correctly. Like, it would have been a better game. But, like, from the opening snap, like, Insomniac's defense was just way too much to handle. I don't if their rotation, the rotation, the scheme, like, they clamped it down. And it, yeah, it, game plan it was, it was beautiful they, to watch. They very they made it obvious they had a game plan coming in and they were going to execute that and dominate from the opening whistle to the end. I mean, that, that was very, uh, look. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and pretend that I think that they got a game plan. I think they do a little bit of homework. I might they I think they might watch film, but to sit to think that they sit down and come up with a game plan, I'm just thinking up on patterns. I just think these this is just a group of really good like football minded people, or it's a, a couple of really good football minded people with some freak athletes tied in. I'm not sure. Well, I'm going to say something that, like you said, might piss some people off. But, I mean, watching the game from the sidelines, because that was a game I was on the sidelines and I was watching, and to see see them score basically at will. I mean, the first score was, what, 80 yards? And so it was a little bit of a eye-opener because we had, if you remember, Casey, we had um, – the coach and the quarterback on and the one thing that that Max said was the one place that he was worried about was the secondary yep. and when I watched when I watched him throw that first pass I'm like dude that is uh all I could say was I was looking at it going okay that was a broken coverage busted coverage on that play but then they did it two more times and I'm like okay you you're sitting off to the sidelines I I not to knock anybody, man, but I thought that would get fixed. And I don't know if it was just the game plan from uh, Insomniacs. It was that good. But, I mean, they made scoring uh, almost look easy. And I was not expecting that at almost all. Too I mean, easy. at all. Yeah, the, I, I definitely get what you're saying about, like, the ease of it. Because it, it really didn't seem like there was a stop for any of it. And... Like what kind of surprised me is uh, I saw um, uh, Weaver getting really frustrated. He's usually really cool, calm, and collected, but he seemed to get, be getting a little frustrated. With but that's a monster O line, you know what I mean? Like it's it would be hard not to be frustrated with that. Right, and 
I mean, it is hard, I think, anyway, from if you're a defense trying to stop the Insomniac's offense and they put somebody, Devontae Carter, who we call the bowling ball, in the backfield to take off with the ball and run, that's a hard guy to stop. That is, a, I mean, there's a, a why we call him the bowling ball. Well, he, that, he has a tactical advantage. He legitimately has a tactical advantage because he's so low to the ground and his running style is so low that yeah. trying to tackle him at any type of angle other than straight from the side, you're either going to be diving at his knee, which is illegal, or you're tackling him up too high above his shoulders. Because if you take him above it, like if your hand slips up above his shoulder, that's an illegal tackle for for an illegal high tackle. Or if you grab him, try to grab him by the shoulder and you grab his jersey, it, that that's above the nameplate and that's that's a horse collar. So like he has a real tactical advantage and he runs that ball hard. I mean, we're gonna he find out hard. if anybody has a if, if anybody has a, a way to fix it because he is fast for being that big. Yeah. I mean, and when their rotation is bananas. Yeah, and you're getting you're getting blocks from guys up front like Matt Kinney. Yeah, opening holes, not just not. Let me rephrase that: not opening holes, opening gaps for somebody like Carter to run through. Man, I could have driven my car through some of them gaps. Right. He, exactly. He had a couple of pancake blocks out there. Man, now, these guys, a, let, let's just say these guys offensively. And their offensive line. I mean, I get what some some people will say on that first play. Going back to it real quick, with um, you know, whether it was a broken play or whether the DB just got beat. But I, what I saw was the DB taking a look in the backfield on the play action and just lost the receiver. And oh yeah, he got called back. He got beat. Yeah, that to me was you know you're one on one. You you don't get you don't get caught looking back in the <laughs> excuse me in the backfield. You're paying attention to your man. And that was right. like uh, an eye-opener to me. And I'm like, dude, if they do that a couple more times, that ball is going to be gone again. And they're going to be they going through that big man, score. They threw that man the ball on the same route. Oh, they did. And over and over again. Bro. Every time. Come on now. Come on now. You're, you're just not going to go, man? That was, that was straight the definition of keep it simple, stupid. Bro. They just climb the ladder every time on that one. Don't you know what, though? That's, that's, what, that's what they do in the NFL, you know? Here comes the same play. Stop it if you can. But you know? I, I believe and, in the philosophy, like, because I'll do the same thing. Hell, yeah. If, if I run I mean, a blitz every time and I, like, on the, from the defensive side, if you can't stop a blitz, I might disguise it different. I might hide it different. But it's coming. Every time. Because if you've got something Until you working, stop it. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you heard in a in a after the game, you know, or or later on in an interview, you're talking to a defensive player or, or an offensive lineman, and they tell you, "Yeah, we told them what was coming. Hey, here comes, you know, whatever their play call is. Stop it if you can." And the same guys are getting pancaked and moved out of the way, and they're getting the same kind of results. So, yeah. I mean, look, they they have shown the deep ball can easily be their friend. And that quarterback, uh, I got to put him up there, man. He's one of the better quarterbacks right. in the league. I was going to say, and this goes to this goes in line with Scott saying so that rotation is bananas because you've got Hamilton at quarterback that 
kind of is part of the reason all of this works so well because he's hard to bring down himself. And then I brought up Devontae Carter before I brought up RTC or Anthony Tone Smith. He's not even human. Their rotation is crazy. It's nuts. He's not even human, though. He's not human. That almost doesn't count. RTC like is that, something else, man. I, yeah, I tell he, that boy all the time. When watching him run well, the ball, I would be diving. That's, that right there is a, a financial decision tackle, trying to tackle him. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, and like, what, what kind of gets, like, he hits hard all game. And that's what the difference between RTC and a lot of other people is, is he's going to be hitting you that hard in the fourth quarter, too. I love watching the man play. I love watching him run the ball. He's coming no matter what. Like I, I love playing with him. I love watching him on the sideline. Like playing against him isn't my favorite fucking thing. I'll tell you that much. But you know what I mean? Like I, he's he's amazing to watch, and he's a good dude on top of it. You can't get mad at the man. No. Like what you gonna get upset about? Like because he's smiling, laughing. Like he makes his jokes, and like and he's on. Like and and then he's gone. Like he's right back to the huddle. Like he's not he's gonna sit like there a freak. And stand up, laugh, make a joke, and a good dude. Yeah, that, that's a good dude right there. And and a, and a freakishly and a freakish athlete. And I'm pretty sure he comes yeah. off the couch. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm not sure what his workout regimen is, but I'm pretty sure RTC is off the couch. Dude, I, all I gotta say, the only knock I got against RTC, and I I gotta ca- stop calling him that because I don't think it's respectful, in my eyes. I respect the kid. He's a, he, another another great kid that we got playing in this league. And I, I told him it's hard for me to call him RTC. I got to call him Anthony because I got to give him his due respect. And I got to say one thing about him, and that is the only knock against him is I would put him on a judge machine every single day to make sure that he, he is catching the ball because that's the only knock against him that I have is that he drops passes from time to time. But out of the backfield, Carrying the ball, I don't want to touch him. Man is a football player. That's all there is to it. Look, that one is he's special. He's special. Hey, welcome uh, back, Doug. Wilkerson, Wilkerson is Wilkerson is one of those dudes that like he hits you so hard the first couple of downs, like because he's so strong that people try to like kind of jump on his back, and he ends up with these yards for carries where he's dragging one dude between his legs he's got another guy hanging off his back like it's it's fun it's fun to watch like he he'll pop out of a pot you don't you never know when he runs into a pile if he's going to come out wearing four people or by himself all alone man i'll tell you what the the um championship game i'm sitting off to the sidelines scott you know this i was with you Yep. Sitting off to the sidelines and people people complaining about going him uh, players going for his legs. I'm like, no, he stiff armed the dude to the ground on one play, and I'm like, man, that just reminds me. RTC just reminds me so much of Derrick Henry when he puts mm. his hands yeah. on you. That's how he runs. You are not going forward anymore. You are going backwards. Yeah, and the kid can play. I yeah. mean, this dude is something else. And he, to watch he him read blocks. He reads yeah. blocks. He's pasted behind the line. And sets yeah. his blocks up perfectly. I mean, he, he does, and off the ball, he's great. People, oh, people yeah. sleep on Wilkerson on the D line. 
Oh yeah, he's he's something else, and I've also seen him throw blocks for his. Uh, oh, for he, his quarterback. oh, oh, he and he people. blocks. He blocks. He blocks for sure. You don't have to like. You don't have to worry about whatever position you put him at. You don't have to worry about. It. He's he's an athlete, and he's like, he's one of the bigger dudes that can play that ATH position. That's a big yeah. boy. Yeah, he is. And I'm is. I guarantee you, he could. There's not many teams he couldn't play safety on if he wanted to. He knows football and he's athletic. Dude, I'd hate to see him, you know, coming coming up for, for from the uh, safety position and hitting another another running back. Ugh, oh, that'd be seeing ugly. him seeing that'd him at ugly. linebacker would be crazy. Oh yeah, but they they have Tone at linebacker who who is literally being shot out of a cannon every time he hits somebody. Hello. Yeah, we're still here, man. Just listening. Oh, I agree with it, everything you said, and and seeing. Yeah. You know what, though, I Mine will agree for a second. Having tone as your linebacker, and you know, if if it was a, a you know, if we played this game a little bit differently, and there's two linebackers to have them both on the same team is cheating in my eyes. I mean, that yes. nothing's getting out. Nothing's getting <laughs> out from that. No, because anything anything is getting filled, and you you're not going to just drop something over the top of them. No, we're talking sideline to sideline with those two. Yeah. But I mean, I have seen the way some put like the way some teams are playing this now, like what I love to see about Vegas, because and I'm going to talk about this a bunch. People tried to hate on us flag players coming over. People try to talk a bunch of shit like we wasn't going to be able to do anything and our flag. Oh, that flag shit won't work over here. And people talk to each other crazy on the flag field. Oh, that if we was playing tackle, well, guess what? This flag shit works. It works everywhere. Like it, we we we're not afraid to try crazy things. We're not afraid to throw crazy blitzes and go to two down linemen super spread out wide and just see if you can if you have linemen that can backpedal faster than we are, we can get to the quarterback. And then you have somebody like Tone and DP or not DP like Tone and RTC have RTC step back or Wilkerson step back. And now you have two linebackers playing QB spy and waiting for a lineman to, to come out so they can take it to the crib. Because no lineman is going to outjump one of them. Would agree with you. And <clears throat> with the speed those two have, man, that's it, it's it's crazy to watch. And like I said, love watching it. Love watching it. We haven't even touched on their DBs. Mm-hmm. No, we haven't. Hey, Dub, what are your thoughts now that you've drained this again? Maybe you're sounding a little better, hopefully. Now, what are your thoughts on that uh, Insomniacs team and the way they played the force? Well, for lack of a better term, it was just complete domination. The Insomniacs did what they wanted to do at any point in time, and it was just a methodical way of dissecting a team. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the force one, the fall brought. Is that is that a correct? Is that correct? Last season, is that correct? The what? No, they won the spring. They won their championships in the spring. So this is the so this is the defending spring champions. So with that said, now to pinpoint what Vikings said, yeah, it's not the same team. But even with that, they came up with a lot of hype, and then they got punched to the mouth by Sickwit last week in a hard-fought defensive battle. And then you come into this one, the Insomniacs trying to prove that hey, we are here and we belong here, and we definitely want to show our worth. And they showed their worth because I mean, first off. Having Scotty back after uh, his accident, 
definitely help because, like I said, I love him throwing. The, I love watching him throw the ball. I love the way he plays quarterback. I love how he gets his teammates involved and tries to spread it out to everybody. But again, the Insomniacs are showing why they're three and zero and why they are ascending in the league. Number two in the rankings. Did you see that? That's a Vegas team. Right. Number two right. In the yeah, rankings. yeah. I was. I was just getting. Yes, absolutely. Number two in the rankings, and they're getting ready to come up against next weekend, this coming weekend, excuse me, against the only other team that is three and zero, and the team that is leading the Vegas division right now, because of the point differential in the Vegas North Vegas Kryptonite, they have a one hundred and seven point point differential, That's only allowing. 52 points against in three games while scoring 159. The Insomniacs, a 71-point differential going 51 points against 128 for very, very evenly matched matchup coming up this weekend and is probably going to be the highlight at, at least for the Vegas division of the weekend. Well, that's one game I probably will have to make sure I'm on the sidelines watching because I think Man. it's going to be a hard-fought battle. And if uh, Kryptonite's got all their players, uh, which I hope they do have, it's going to be exactly that, a battle. So it's one of those things that I always say, get your popcorn ready. Well, this is one game oh, you better this? get your popcorn ready for. Fireworks. Fireworks. And it's not this, this is, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, just chasing each other down. And, and as Derek Duncan uh, messaged in just now, um, the only primary difference to point out is the Insomniacs did it against the top three Vegas teams. Yes, that's that's a big difference. That's a huge difference. And that, like, I mean, obviously, I, I have so many friends in on so many of these teams. Like, it's I'm I get so excited, and I am super passionate, and I do believe in all of these teams the same way. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing against anybody else. I just, I think this team was put together for a reason. And the reason is a national championship. They right. legitimately feel, and this is, this is from the Insomniacs mouth themselves. While we were standing in the booth last week, nobody on the East Coast wants this. They yeah. said it. Nobody. There's nobody wants it. Patterson, you, BIC. Talk. I believe they feel that way, but we, I want to see this week. I want to see this. And and we will, I think we will see this week when, I mean, it's going to be the biggest test. One of the bigger tests, I think, at least for the kryptonite, it's going to be maybe the biggest test for the kryptonite um, going against the insomniacs um, to see what the insomniacs bring, what the kryptonite bring to that game and to see how those two teams play. Um, that could very well end up giving us an insight into what the potential playoff situation and a potential Vegas championship might end up looking like in the playoffs if those two teams were to meet again. And depending on how the bracket sets and how the teams play, they very likely could meet again, I believe. Um, being the two, probably more of the two dominant teams in the Vegas division, at least so far this season. Well, the one thing say some of O's got to go is, is uh, kind of an understatement in this one because – I really think that you're talking two teams that don't know the meaning of quit. So I don't care if one team gets up by 14, don't turn off the TV. Cause I can guarantee you that might not last. 
especially with the throwoffs untimed in this league, it is um, something to behold when you have a team that's up by 14, it could change in a heartbeat. I mean, well, we, we saw, saw that. that this, we, we saw, saw that, that in the championship game. It, during well, we saw it this last week. We, in the game we saw it this time. last weekend with the Hunters game. There you go. I mean, that was, there you go. That, so, I mean, that was what, 19 12 going things, into the fourth quarter? And then yeah. all of a sudden it's 46 41 to end. Yeah. It, it, it was just, the longest that's three what minutes I'm saying. to finish a game. Exactly. No team in this league is ever what I consider completely out of the game unless they just quit because you always have the throwoffs that are happening. You always have that opportunity. And that is something that I, I could say is, is way different of um, the game of football than what we're used to. And yep. it is a lot of fun to watch, man. I mean, Amen. it is something that you're just sitting there with your mouth open going, I can't believe that just happened. Case in point, OTT. Yeah. And how leads about us in, it leads us into our next game. OTT versus Hunters. 46-41. That was by yeah. far the game of the day. And to be the game under the lights, I think, fit perfectly. They couldn't have played out any better. For that game and that excitement to be done under the lights with the fans that decided to stick incredible. around with us through the whole thing while it started to get just a little bit nippy out there, like, there were still fans in the stands because that game was so exciting. Rolling well, on hey, and, rolling past and a big shout out. A big shout out to you, my my boy G. Um, know what went on, man. I'm proud of man. you, bro. But what you did yeah. on that Sunday was absolutely oh. incredible, and I know you did it for oh, pops. I, big shout out I, to you, man. G heard. I went up to him. Man, I as love soon as I got you. out of the booth. Oh yeah, that I was, went up to him. That after was I got incredible. Out of the booth. That was absolutely incredible, man. That young man has shown me and talk about heart. I've said it before. You want to talk about a young man with heart? there's a young man with heart that does not quit. I loved what he did. I love that he did it for his pops. And man, I love the fact of how he brought his game and his team back. And it yep. was uh, a little, little chills watching that game and watching it to the end and, and seeing it from the vantage point that I had was just incredible. Loved it. After that, that was just the only way for him to do it. it. It was the only way for him to do it. I mean, that's the way you want to honor you know, your biggest support system. And as I said during the broadcast, I said now he's got the best seat in the house to watch his son right. Right. do what he does. And, you know, to, to use the old term, sometimes, you know, it's overused, but, you know, sometimes better human being than a football player, that's she heard. Right. Absolutely. And that's I walked up to him after I got out of the booth on, on, on Sunday. Um, and I gave him a big old hug and I said, I don't know if you thought about it this way yet, but I know you did that for your pops. And today he actually got to see you do it because he's no longer blind. He sat up there and he watched that game. He didn't just listen. That was a special moment. And to see everybody share that special moment with them down on the field was incredible. Oh, yes. That was like a goes to show that we're, we're not, you know what I mean? Like no matter how much, how chirpy it gets and all that, we are still like, we may not all be family. We are a big family, but, you know, we are at least a fraternity. If we play and we strap up against each other, like, there is a certain amount of love and respect there. Like, regardless of how chirpy it gets or what's said on the field, like, there's always that camaraderie. All's a brotherhood. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we, you strap it up with these boys. You do what you do. You battle. You know, um, I won't take it as far as saying going to war because – 
um, you know, that's reserved for, for others, but for you know, we battle, yeah, we battle with, with our, with our boys. And at the end of the day, we can walk across the, the field of that battle, shake hands with the dudes that we respect and for their play. And I got to say, you know, watching what happened after the game, um, that was special. That was, that was okay. real special. And how about this? To see, to, yeah. And to see all of it, man, just, it, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. And I, uh, you know, that is something that's going to stick with me for a while. That's, that's a game I came home and watched. And I'll yeah. probably throw that game on again just to watch it again because that the was a really ending of that game was nuts. That, oh, that, 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 ending of that game was insane. And if you I haven't watched it, listening, if you have not watched that game, take your butt right now, go to wherever we've got it, YouTube, whatever we can do, go watch that game again, go watch it for the first time. I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't, turn that game on, you will not be disappointed whatsoever. But can we just say one, one time just how special Savion Cunningham is on the three-on-one return. I call oh. him the gift that keeps on giving. And no. as I kept saying, no. you're one Savion Cunningham return away from getting back in this game. No. And how many times no. I, did he do it so on and so forth in that game on Sunday? Oh, boy. We, 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 have, now, we have now dubbed him, I believe, with his new nickname, Big Play Say, in the booth. Because anytime he touches the ball, it's, it's bound to be a big play. Look, you know, it's interesting. If you, guys, is, if you uh, guys are paying attention from the booth, pay attention to the next time a throw-off happens to Savion, listen to how quiet it gets when that ball's in the air. It gets, I mean, you could literally hear a pin drop with how quiet it gets in the stands, everything. Everybody's just kind of sitting there waiting. And the minute he makes his first move and he gets a clearing, everybody starts cheering because they know what's coming. That kid is special. He is something else, man. I love watching that kid return. G heard in that game. G heard in that game went seven for ten with 160 yards and four touchdowns and one intercept, one interception, two rushes for 33 yards. Man. And he came so, in the in the first half, his his stats were not that great. And he even told me after the game, like that first half, I played with a little bit of a a boggled mind, a foggy mind. I wasn't quite on my game. It was a little rough. But then he pointed to the sunglasses that he was holding. He said, and then I looked in my bag and it was like, God was telling me my dad didn't need these anymore. And that's why I have them. And I come out and I loosened up the second half and turned on the show. And that's, that's what we saw. Well, I think I can speak for us all when I say this. G Heard, when you're listening to this, brother, I know you do. You know that you got one hell of a support group with these guys that are on this podcast right now. We ain't got nothing but love for you, brother. Good game. A lot of love. Hope you continue to do it throughout the season, man, because that was special watching you play on Sunday. Savion, keep doing your thing, too, because uh, I talked to Derek about this earlier today. I said it. I, I said, man, with the exception of maybe one that I saw, Every time Savion touched that ball, it was yards or touchdown. I mean, that boy was killing it on Sunday. Yeah, it seemed that way. It it really did seem the way. But also on the on the flip side, can we give some love to Jay Earl? That young man is a ball hawk, yeah. and he is everywhere. And have the interception to seal the win for OTT. 
as the hunters were driving in the last seconds. I kept saying it was the three minutes that took forever because Viking was in the booth talking about, come on now, I don't want overtime. I don't want overtime. This is this late, is reminding man. me of Bullhead City. Not again. Not again. Uh, it was it was late. I was going through some PTSD. Like, it was already it was, past nine thirty at that. Like, but also, also, we were also reliving the whole fall brawl where we lost to the pit, pit bosses. I'm not not. We were reliving it all over again. It was just back. No, I was not. I was not excited about that. It was amazing football, but it was traumatic for me. Didn't you say your hernia started hurting again? All over again, because that's where it happened. Oh, oh man, well, it, had, it literally, like, I had to hide from the field a couple of times. I kept like, I saying, we might walk. need a medic in the booth. We might need a medic in the booth. Yeah, Somebody no, kept biking a medic. Yeah, I was, I was having a, I was having an issue with that. Well, think about that. Think about the emotions that all of us, we just talked about and that we went through. And can you imagine the emotions? G Did was G here. Hurt? Did G on was the going through? Man. Oh, yeah. You know, man, I, all that I man, say he is, went nuts. But I played against him before. He is like the one of the funniest dudes to play against. Like I was talking uh, about Tom Smith earlier. This kid always has a smile on his uh, on his face. He's always joking around. He always has a good mood on. It doesn't matter if it's fourth and twenty six, first and ten. If he's up, if he's down, like he could be locked in and still be joking around and having a good time. Like the the dude is special, and he hit. I love it. Yeah. It, it was it was definitely a special night, and uh, Casey, I agree with you with it being under the lights. It almost made it extra special, and uh, I was sitting um, by the gate, and I'm looking up, and I see this. Uh, it almost looked like a fog, uh, to be honest with you, over the lights. I don't know if you guys paid attention to that, but at the lights, it almost looked like a fog that was rolling in, mm -hmm. and it was it was a little bit on the weird side, and that that last game was. Um, I don't know how to how to say it. It was just it, it was from throw off to ending. It was um, you you could just see that there was something different about the game. Mm -hmm. And man, uh, watching the game and seeing the ending because I mean I kept turning around. And every time I turned around, I'd hear these cheers, and all of a sudden I'm looking, yeah. and here comes Savion running into the end zone. I'm like, really? Did y'all did y'all wow. see or remember Yodi Max hit on the goal line though? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hoo-wee. Yeah. I don't remember who he hit, but he came down the line with purpose. Oh, bad intentions, man. That boy. Oh, man. Oh, he smacked him. And then I seen on, uh, I don't, hey, no disrespect to the gentleman. I don't know who he is. But what I do know is that somebody said on Facebook that with all this crazy free agent portal, transfer portal nonsense going on, that I guess he's one of the guys that left another team and hopped on that team. And somebody was like, that's what he that. gets. He got booned because <laughs> uh, Take that home with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yod hey, look, Yodi Mac. And Yodi Mac was so hyped afterwards, too. He stays hyped. Him and JRL stay hype. They stay producing too. Like they they got a little squad on them. I like it. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was. It was fun, man. That was that was uh, one of those nights where it's like you pay attention to that game because you just never knew what was going to happen, what was coming next. I saw a little bit of everything in that game. I swear, it was just a great game. The the hunters QB was was getting busy too. Oh yes, Mr. Game. Darren White. Yes, he was getting busy. 
Ooh. Actually moved into playoff contention. That is crazy. <laughs> this Justin, this Justin, hot off the press, straight from uh, Double D's mouth. With that win, with that clutch, crazy, incredible win that they just pulled off, that put them into playoff contention ahead of the force. And I don't care who you were. Looking at their what? roster, looking at the forces roster, nobody saw that coming at the beginning of the no. season. Not now. Ain't no way. No, but the force were sitting one and two. Nobody saw that either. So, I like mean, that, but you know what? That's bananas. That's now that that's a stat for you. Here you go. You're welcome. You know what, here's where, here, here's a gem for the night. Take it home with you. Go to bed. Put it under your pillow. Hopefully, the football fairy come and give you something nice. But you know what, though? That makes the nightcap very intriguing with over-the-top and sick with it. Because yeah. here you go. Oh, wait. You got, oh, wait. What? Got, OTP never backed down. One teams. So, wait, can, can, I just, I mean, can I just throw this out there? You said no, they don't. And OTT is a nightcap? That's correct. Now, yes, it, they are. Do we know, has anybody looked it up, has sick with it allowed a touchdown on a throw off? Oh, hey, oh. they're going to allow somebody get on the horn to, to double D. I, I, I know. I, I'm going to say they have not. No, I'm going to say no. They haven't. Because well, I, I, so. I don't think they, they, how many points did they allow? Look, no knock against anybody who's throwing off the ball. No knock against anyone. I want to preface that by and and say this, but when you when you were throwing off to Savion. Man, you better be careful. You better be careful. That boy has taken it back against everyone that I've ever seen at least one time. And yeah. I don't know, man. I want to see what he does against stick with it. I really do. Your only, your only safe move against Savion on that throw off is to be able to get that thing out of the back of the end zone, end zone so he can't return it. Because if he picks yeah. it up anywhere on the field, he can make a move and beat everybody. Yeah. If he makes the first man miss and he and once he hits the sideline, that's where he's special. Once he gets to the sideline but and so starts is, tie roping, I'm pretty sure I want to say I don't know if he completely just caught him, like hopped him down from behind, but I want to say Dillard Davis caught an angle on Savion and, and stopped him at one point. That we never we haven't talked have about dangerous angle, Dillard, da dangerous Dillard Davis is that man's fast too. And and athletic, and he's dangerous on the returns too. We, I'm not going. I'm not going to let us not talk about him. No, well, absolutely not. But you have to get the angle on Savion if you're going to stop him. If and that's why I said all it takes. He makes one move and he can beat everybody. It is, it's not one move and he. It's one move and he's done. It's gone to the house. You got to you got to be able to have the angle because if you don't have the angle, you ain't got the speed. I'm sorry, son. Donye, Donye might. Maybe. Donye might. Donye might. But here's the thing is I've tried to catch Donye before. I've never tried to just outright catch Savion. But watching them on film, I would like to see Lavish straight head-to-head -head against uh, Savion. Uh, there, there's some really Ooh. fast people out there. But on the field, <laughs> and, and I'm, a, I'm a little biased, I'll throw <laughs> – I'll, I'm throwing KJ and Iquan in there. 
So hold up. Oh hold yeah. Up. I yeah, got, I was I gonna say, say KJ Iquan. I gotta say this before we go on, because one of the things that as <clears throat> the division manager, I wanna see when we get in between seasons and we do our fall brawl and we do our uh, competition. I want to see a 40, man. I want to see fastest man in the, in the a seven FL. I want to see really? these guys in our division. Okay. Not, not in all of the a seven FL. So we're different though. Division. We're different than the a we're the a seven is different. Right. So we should yeah. do our, we should do a different type of calibration. Right. So like we could do just a different event. So we figure out a way where, it's like a 40, but you're chasing down a long ball. So it's not just like a track speed 40. Maybe you give a, a like you take a fast, like a, a super fast guy, give him a 10 yard head start. And then you clock the 40 that way. Make it a little more interesting. See if they can walk him down. Yeah. See if you can walk somebody down, like, or, you know, well, something like that. I wouldn't give him like a 10 yard sure head start. I'd give him a five yard and see if he could walk him. Cause I mean, if that guy is that fast, 10 yards is too much. But I agree. I, five I, yards. I just, I just want to see, you know, when we talk about the fastest man in the NFL, they used to do a 40, right? And they'd line them up and they'd say, they okay, yes, they did. depending on how many people they had, they'd do heats. And they'd, oh, you know, you're talking about would, them against jump each into other the in next 40? one. Yeah. yeah. And what I would like to see, I would truly like to see us do that. Maybe right. like if we, depending yeah. on how many people we have that enter the event, and then turn around and, and do exactly yeah. that. Top two, top two, Derek. and then the last four run it all out. I would just, Derek I, had okay, a good no, that that idea Derek. I like better. Yeah. No, that's Derek, Derek threw in a good spin. Have them run that 40, but require them to go through tackle dummies while doing it. <laughs> but that doesn't tell you who's faster. That just told that shows you some. I mean, look, Savion's got great balance. So you can I've seen him brush off tacklers and then take it. So he's got great balance, but what I want to see is I want to see your straight ahead speed. I don't care. We we're talking about the fastest like that dude in the in the A7FL Nevada. Period. I want to see who's got the wheels. And I mean, some of these kids. Let's yeah. face it. Some of these dudes are track guys. So yeah. let's see it. Let's let's give yeah. you a forty and let's time that and see who's got the fastest forty. Period. Well, as I've said. There's track speed and there's football speed and there is a difference between the two. But for me, to you know, piggyback what Vikings said, I definitely love to see Lavish, Savion, and Mr. Burrell. AJ, just the, just, and just those three alone, you know, do a 40-yard dash and see who there's another guy. The I'm wheel. forgetting there's another guy that plays in the league, and I'm forgetting his name. But I want to say Davis. I want to say there's a guy that uh there's a guy that was an Olympic qualifier in sprinting but i could be wrong um we're forgetting i know we're forgetting somebody uh oh man is it a wide receiver from the insomniacs oh never mind. Davis, but the guy the guy i was thinking about didn't end up coming out this season uh but they but the guy from the insomniacs he uh uh david clark was that his name yeah, I think you're right. I think that is his name. Oh, yeah. He was the guy walking off on everybody running the same route. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, if we did, if we if we timed people running routes, McClark, that would be crazy. Dude, all yeah, I can say people, is, yeah. But but come on, we're talking we're talking return speed, right? Straight because that's speed, what we're talking yeah, about. Up speed. We're talking exactly. Savion, but Savion is Savion is different. But Lavish seems like he moves incredibly fast. 
Iquan, his legs seem to move impossibly fast. But that's what I'm saying. I I, I want to see yeah. this. I want to see us throw something out there and see these guys take it to the next level by seeing who is going to be dubbed the fastest man in A7FL Nevada. Apparently, apparently Eric David said Davick from... is supposedly 6'3 with a sub 4'4. Four four. Well, there you go. Let's see, let's see who's running. Todd Dudes is supposed to be running fast like that. Honest four four. Let's see who's running these these uh these real speeds. Four three. Like, I mean, let's I, face I heard it. some people say, "Oh, I ran a four three nine. I ran a." Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, come on, step up and prove it. Uh-huh. Right, step up and prove some, it. Put it out somebody there. Somebody bust and, on and the stopwatch. Right. But, well, you know what? I know that we've got we have lasers that we could utilize. So I know that we can get a laser speed and see who is you know put them at the beginning, put them at the end. And see and who race. is the fastest. Yeah. So, gentlemen, we really Everyone only race four at a time. Anybody who wants to, who thinks they got it, let them sign up. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, we really only have one more subject that we need to touch on. I feel like tonight before we start to wind this thing down a little bit, um, and that is the newly put out top ten. Man, put out yesterday. I do believe is His when that has gotten pretty good. Um, I don't think it's any surprise a game we haven't touched on yet, but I don't think it was any surprise that after beating BIC on their revenge tour, the Patterson U evolved into the number one spot in the top 10, beating BIC 26 to 20 on Sunday in the closing seconds of the game. With a crazy pass. Much, much like, by my understanding, the same way that championship game went down. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Man, so we got, we got the U at number one. Who's at number and then, two? And then, and then two? of course, the first Vegas team making their appearance at number two now. It is on the top ten anyway, making their appearance. It is the Insomniacs from wow. Vegas. Ooh, after, after molly whopping and dog walking the Vegas force. Wow. So, um, so then who's at, who's at three? Let's just go through it. Who's at three. Okay. At three, it is the Trenton BIC have dropped to number three. That's interesting. And number four. Silk you lost sea animals. Oh yeah. I see Derek just throw it over to us. So we got silk city animals. Number five, the yeah. night crawlers. Number six, six, the Watchmen. Hey, wait, seven, we got another, with another Vegas team. Stick with it at seven. Yep, at seven. The eight. eight is the city chaos from Cincinnati. And then this is one that I don't quite understand either, gentlemen. The kryptonite dog walk their opponent in the gold, even though mm, some will say it wasn't quite a surprise. Again, I don't even think that was a surprise. It was the fact that the gold didn't score any points that surprised me. But they didn't move up. They moved down a spot to number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. What other league yeah, do we'll we talk about that one here in a minute? It moves down in the standings. Much football. Well, I mean, that's that's college football for you, right? Is that yeah, it's strength of opponent. Yep. Right. So I mean, if we're looking at strength of opponent, you know, no, I'm not taking anything from the kryptonite. Kryptonite were friggin' on it last weekend. 
and I don't believe they should have dropped. I think that they should no, have at the very least stayed where they were. Yeah, they should have held their spot. Um, I can make I could even make a, a, a case where they could have moved up a spot, not going down. So I think that this is to me anyway, being from Vegas and and you know loving these teams. To me, it's a little bit of a slight. I, I will it put is. it out there. It's a slight. Especially given how the aces got up there. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I was gonna say, I was gonna say at number ten, no. get this. <clears throat> The, the force with being dog walked the way they were losing two in a row, they dropped out of the top 10 gentlemen. And in that 10 spot moves also from the West coast, the LA aces walked the vibe 47 to nothing on Sunday. Now, here's my question. Here, okay. So how question. does man, come on? So you're saying the kryptonite is only one spot better than the aces. Well, come Here, on, Dub, Dub, what we, hold on though, hold on, Dub, what were you going to say? But here's my question, okay, so Kryptonite is 3-0, would you put them, would you, would you, would you put them above Sigwood because Sigwood is 2-1 and they're number 7 and Kryptonite is 3-0, so why should the team that's undefeated, now I know they may go off a strength of schedule, I don't know, but what I'm saying is, why should the unbeaten team, in a sense, get punished because, you know, they, again, your schedule is what your schedule is. Yeah, well, well, well Sick only lost by three to the number two team. Yeah, that's true. After they and spotted they them a 14 nothing lead. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think what, what and, we're looking at, and what the we're Ace looking at is, team is the for the championship in the spring for the West Coast. So that's kind of, <laughs> look at that. Now the Aces are back in the mix. They got beat by the Force last spring for the West Coast Divisional Championship. And now they're in the 10 spot, and the Force is nowhere to even be found. See, this, is, okay. this, is where, this is where it gets hard for me to even say anything. because like It's hard for me to even want to talk because I can't get on the field and lace them up and prove myself. Like, and back what I'm saying, but like for my Vegas guys, man, come on now. Hey, I'm with, like with I'm this, with that's you. disrespectful. Like to me, honestly, that's disrespectful. And and realistically, the rest I mean, of the league should feel that way. Let's be honest. I agree with Dub. How does a three and and0 team now? Now, granted, like I said, it could very well be uh, strength of schedule. But who made the schedule? The right. league made the schedule. We didn't make right. the schedule. They didn't make the schedule. So right. I mean, if you're beating the teams that are put in front of you. And, Does it and, really matter? And your mercy, you, you, your mercy, you handily beat a team that you were up against. I mean, I, I'm with you, Dub. I, I don't see how you lose a position or two no. by by beating the beating the dog. You know what? Out of a team that was put in front of you. You know, you that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and the teams that are evenly matched. Well, then we see what you're made of. But I agree with you. I think I think that it's a slight against a, a Vegas team. And, you know, hey, we'll see what happens on Sunday to, to either prove or disprove our point. And, you know, my question mark is, let's say that uh, Kryptonite, and I'm not saying uh, that this isn't my pick. I'm not saying anything about it. We'll do that later. <laughs> Here's my gift pride, bro. Right? Here's let's, say, let's, say, let's say for, for shits and giggles, uh, the Kryptonite beats sick with it on Sunday. I, I think it's a, like, look, man, look, if everything goes wrong for one side and right for the other side, either team can win. That's all I'm saying. 
Well, it, it's any given Sunday, right? That's why we play the games. You can look better on paper at anything. And any given Sunday proves at that on that Sunday who was the better team. But like you said, you know, you could you could wind up going out there and playing your ass off and getting beat by a team that was just better prepared that Sunday. I mean, we yep. saw it. We saw it. The Aces beat the Force during the season, and then the the Force beat the the Aces in the playoffs. You just never know what year. could happen. Right, and. And I think um, last weekend, really, the only two teams that were in the LA division was the Aces and the Vibe. But I, mean, now, I love the fact that they have, now, they should have way more. Well, I love well, the way they now, play. Now the LA kind of division is starting to pick up steam and is starting to gain a little traction, it seems, because there is now a third team in the LA division. It's the Hollywood Heroes. And that's cool. Enough. I don't think there's six so, teams in the league that are better than six, six with it either. I'm going to say that. I'm going to stand on that. Ain't no way. Uh, there's not six teams that can line up against Sig with it and beat them. Fuck out of so, here. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But no way. I think I think if you're looking at the building stage right now, sorry to swing it kind of toward the LA division for a minute, but to oh, look at the, they're gaining that traction now. It seems I'm like glad. they've got a third team coming in. If they get another team or two before the end of the season that comes in, who's to say that maybe LA doesn't make some moves? And have oh, they will. their teams in the top 10. Oh, the they will. That's the thing is California has so many athletes. If Once they get to rolling, that's going to be some real competition right there. Right now, I watch the game film. I don't think it is. Well, of course, the oh. Bay Area in me oh. definitely would like to see a Bay Area oh. division. Oh, oh. Go, I'm sorry, Derek Duncan. Just, just along with uh, the LA division. That there's going to be now a fourth team in the LA division. The LBC Regulators. Spelled R E U. Oh, that's the right L, name for them. A and then T O R S. That's saucy. That's saucy. That's, I can't even lie about that. That's, that's saucy. That name fits the track. LBC for sure. Yes, because it does. What that means? What that means? That's for four elite? teams now in the LA division. Man, that's good. Very, that's good for us. That's better competition for us. 10. Yeah, it's different competition, and two of those teams could end up in the top ten by the end of the season now. Man, that means they got to be better than three of our teams. Come on now. I mean, now they're they're Good looking. Point. We did last spring where we had three or four teams, and that was it. And Vegas versus everybody, and that's from the Vikings. And made it look good. Um, L.A. is doing the same thing now, it looks like. So that's good. Especially with our with our ownership of the Nevada team getting involved with the L.A. team to help them grow. Um, that's really looking good for, for the Western – side of the united oh States. yeah it's Growth looking great this, this, is a, this is an awesome season to be like like for me i'm a bandwagon fan for every vegas team this year yeah. i have too many friends on too many on too many teams like i'm a straight vegas bandwagon i'm a vegas fan and this, like this so year's I get, i'm talking that means i'm talking bad to every other team and oh, i'm right. saying i got a team to beat every other team in this country Nobody can put together a team that can that can beat my Vegas team. They know it. Now you know we when we started we had only two teams in LA, so the the playoff structure was what it was. Now the playoff structure though is you know between LA and Vegas, Vegas one through six and LA's top two, five and six from Vegas travel to LA to play LA's one and two, while Vegas goes one versus four, two versus three. And then, and then the winners of those two games will meet the winners of Vegas's five and six 
versus the versus LA's one and two, which I'm guessing that will be LA's one versus Vegas's six and LA's two versus Vegas's five. The winner of those two games will then come back to Vegas to play the one versus four and two versus three winner in Vegas oh. before traveling to hopefully we get to go call these games. What's yeah, up, we'll Derek? Are we are we going to call these? Oh, we're we're definitely calling. I'm them. hoping. I'm I'm hoping because I would love calling the one four. Calling the one versus four, two versus three. That's for for sure. Man, that's in Vegas. I want to go to the LA. We're. I know. So, hey, Derek needs. All a right, I'm coming too. in now because I can't type fast enough. You guys are rapid fire on me right now. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. The man has spoken. Welcome, Derek. So I'm so excited for this league. So here's the scenario. I believe that the three-on-one broadcast crew will do the Vegas games. And if that happens, per the Vikings' request, I think it would be brilliant to have you guys go down to L.A. to call that game. That would be amazing. Oh, I would love to go to L.A. to call a game. So let's keep that in mind as a group and uh, talk about that later. Producer out. Heard. Heard. Bow. Double D, thank you very much for popping in and talking about that. I appreciate it. Uh, look at look at uh look at Scott. Viking is just going crazy right now. I'm He's excited right now. I'm excited, man. It's gonna be good football. Like I t- I talk. Look, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk my shit regardless. But I'm excited to see the brand grow. I'm excited to see like this style of football, this league grow. I've seen like the families coming out. Like I mentioned this on the on the broadcast the other day. I don't know if we were during the break or what, but like. You get to see these players out there playing their heart out. They come over to the sidelines. They're giving their kids a kiss. Like, you look over in the grass, and all the kids are playing football together. Everybody, like, there's a barbecue going on. Like, this is an amazing thing for for not just Vegas, but for every city. These are kids that – these are kids and grown men that sometimes don't necessarily have a better thing to do. And right now, we're giving them something positive to do, and, like, it's spreading, and it honestly is beautiful. It's dope. I'm excited to see the competition. LA has some crazy athletes. Everybody there almost went pro. So I'm I'm ready to I'm right. ready to see what they got. And and I've been from day one. I've I've told people behind the scenes like, hey, if I'm needed to go somewhere, I'm ready to go. Like I was talking to our video guy, Mel, who makes sure our video production and helps make sure our video production goes smooth for us. Um, he's also my business partner and I do a lot of other work with him as well outside of the A7 and he was talking about kind of building and helping build LA and I was like you already know like if if I need to go to LA to help build that up to make that what Vegas is with Vegas now being kind of involved with LA with that ownership being involved I'm all for it because at the end of the day it's building up this side of the nation with the A7 FL and I mean, L.A. deserves to be built just as big as Vegas is. Um, so why not? And it, it would be. Well, I mean, not to mention, not, not to mention, it's the second biggest market in the country. Absolutely. So even that, that adds more exposure to the league in the second biggest market in the United States of America. So all for, so I'm all for it, definitely. But just to pinpoint what uh, Viking said, the atmosphere for the force and Sigurdsson, the crowd was electric. And even though it was a blowout, the force and the Summits had another tremendous big crowd. So definitely for sure during the 1 o'clock hour, the one thirty games is definitely when we get the hypest, most biggest crowd. And they're into it. 
and and that's just a beautiful thing to see oh it is and and you know i'll say it from my standpoint watching the crowds walk in and backing up what the vikings said which is you know watching all the families come in with their kids watching the kids play on the grass and you know watching and I don't know, you know, if it's dad, if it's uncles, whatever it is, the fact of the matter is some of these kids, when plays get going, they're sitting up against the fence line watching what's what's going on, and then they get back to their game. But to see the family atmosphere, to see all the stuff that's going on in the stands, and also to see such a uh, good game happening on the field is, is just, you know, it, it's spectacular. And I, I got to say this, and and yeah, L.A., you, you can knock me for it, but I'm a Vegas boy, man, and I'm back in every Vegas team throughout this whole thing, and I, I will seriously, it, it'll take a, a very big act for me not to back the Vegas teams or at least have a little uh, a little love for L.A., which I already have. But when it comes right down to it and the playoffs start, man, I'm back in my Vegas teams, man. Sure. These Vegas boys, I got a lot of love for y'all. And I got a lot of love for every team that's out there showing showing up and playing because you guys are are showing up to show out and I love it. So I'm always going to have my heart right here in Vegas and I'll always be rooting my ass off for Vegas teams when playoffs start. Okay. And Derek, of course, the fun and Bay area guy, I mean, just cannot root for any LA sports teams. I can't do it. I don't know. I think they're going to bring out some crazy athletes. Oh, absolutely. Derek just put out spectator rankings week three. And this is, I guess, spectators, teams that had the most spectators turn out for their games would be one Insomniacs, two Force, three Sick, and four Kryptonite. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just look at, like, if you look at those games against each other, how full the stands are, that's, and then how, not so full they are at other games makes sense it's telling you something you know we've got we've got people that are following their teams which you always have right when you're talking about the nfl you got teams that that travel or sorry fans that travel really well to watch their teams play why should this be any different you've got guys that are out there busting their butts and they've got fans following Yep. And then the rest of them, five seven pit bosses and eight golds is how that rounds go. out for, for week three for the spectator rankings. So hunters, OTT, pit bosses, golds round out the rest of that. Makes sense. Bottom four. So this it's Sunday, crazy. man. The four did have a crazy amount of people that came out. That was pretty cool. Yeah. They always it's do. It's they travel well, man. They, they're, they're a good team to follow. I think it's interesting to see the pit bosses had a better turnout week three, fan wise than the gold. Oh my god! Well, do we have to get to the uh, Sunday's games? Yeah, let's let's get into that now. The this coming Sunday's games um, matchups very interesting. We already kind of covered the uh, Insomniac script tonight. Honestly, I think that's going to be the barn burner, um, if you will. I think it's going to be a back and forth battle. Mm. I don't see how, as Chris earlier, even if a team goes down by 14, you better not tune out because that 14-point lead probably is not going to last very long. No, mm -mm. no, not at all. 
Like that, that's going to be a back and forth one that it's, you don't want to go to the bathroom during that game. Get your food before, uh, you make sure you got your snacks. You don't want to get up. So I guess if my question is, it, let, let's go around a little bit and see, Viking, who you got in that game? What, what's what's your pick? We talked about it, but what's your pick? Who who do you have in that game? In, which, in the first game? Yeah. Man, I don't want to do this, bro. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> hey, to call hey, this game. Welcome, I got like welcome. Have, welcome to the broadcast, bro. Yeah, welcome, no, to, the welcome to the podcast, bro. I don't want to play this game. I don't want to play this game. Honestly, I see a. Real, real talk. I probably see like a forty-seven, forty-two type of game. Uh, hey, and it's gonna go either will, way. We will have our own brand of kettle corn for the fans, so you can have your popcorn. Your popcorn ready. ready, yes, sir. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna Is say forty-seven-two game. I'm not gonna call it either way. I, that's just my prediction. Forty-seven, forty-two, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be one. It, it's gonna be off the three-on-one. That it's gonna be a three-on-one that steals it in the last three minutes. Dub, what you got? He's awful quiet. I wonder if he's frozen. Casey, we'll, uh, we'll he, skip Dub for a he, second. I definitely think the three-on-one is going to be a key because the kryptonite used the three-on-one to yep. their advantage, and they use it a lot. Um, but if the ball's in Scotty's hands late in the minutes, I, I'm going to have to ride with the Insomniacs. So I'm probably going to say a 45-42 score Insomniacs as Scotty leads a last-second drive touchdown to win it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, oh, oh, man. This one could really go Casey either way. Casey's going to get lit up for this. It no matter what he said. <laughs> I am. I'm <laughs> up on either side for this one, boys. This is a lose-lose for me. <laughs> I'm catching flack from one side of the ball or the other. Yep, no yep. Oh, man. They both want you to pick them, Casey. Yeah, the they, they, they both want me to pick them to win. Um, but, Lord, this is going to be yes, a back-and-forth battle, but I just – I believe when it comes to the three-on-one and it being an untimed down, I feel like that's going to be the deciding factor. Mm -hmm. And with that said, I hear that – Mr. Burrell is going to be back for the Kryptonite. Oh, boy. Uh oh. I am going to go ahead and say Kryptonite by three. Mm, and I'm saying probably like bold. 7 to 44 or 53 to 50. I'm, I'm saying this might be this might be up for game of the year. Oh, it just absolutely. might. It just might. It might. But if look, I will tell you though, if Insomniacs played sick with it again during the regular season, that would be game of the year through the and, whole league. I promise. And how about and how about that to kick off the weekend for Nevada? The eleven uh, a.m. I promise you, I'm not late this week. Yes, right. The 11 game first game of the of the weekend. I'm gonna be there, so, Dutch Bros that, in hand at nine thirty. Ready to go. be hard to match for the rest this, of the this team. Is, this is the one that I'll, I'll bring up the rear on. I, I was um, going to kind of try to bow out of it, but I know one of you would call me out. So yep, I guess I I'll, I'll step up. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> so um, 
you know what? I, I, I got to go the route of Viking. I got to agree with them. I'm going to go 45-40, and I'm not picking a winner. I'm sorry. I don't I, – I think this is one of those games that either team could pull it out. Um, yeah, props to, I pick an over. Just, That's what I would put my money on, an over. Right, exactly. And let me just say this. I don't care what the over is. Props to both over. teams because I think both teams can score. I think both teams have defenses that can bring them back. I think both teams have uh, capabilities. And so it's very yeah. tough for me to say one team over the other. I'm just going to say the score at 45-40. And, yes, I am – taking the coward's way out and I am going to now, somebody, somebody's got to pick other than me now. Come on now. <laughs> I can't be the only one taking. The I'm, I'm coming in. I'm coming team. in. Oh, you know, double D. Go ahead. D. So I, I would normally pick this myself and be guaranteed that I'm wrong. So I'm going to trust in the power rankings that our boys in the three on one put out and say that the number two, Insomniacs will beat the number nine kryptonite by seven points. So that is the differential in their power ranking. So that Ooh. is my call. And I, and unlike, spicy. And unlike you guys, I don't think it's going to be a 88 point game. I think it's going to be more like a 24, 20, 31 game. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think because huh? if you, the one thing that we haven't discussed on these two squads is how strong their defense is. Yes, they can score points at will, but they're also keeping oh, yeah. everyone else off the board. And when those two defenses step on the field against these high-powered offenses, it's not going to be a, a walk in the park like it's been every other week for them. So mm-hmm. I expect a, a, a low, not a, a low-scoring game, point. but a lower-scoring game than the 40 well, change. Right. Well, I, I can respect that. Because... I respect that for sure. And I, I just want to say for everybody who's listening, pay attention to what was said. Please don't call me and text me afterwards. Oh, I'm about to get lit up in my DMs, I promise you. Yeah. I'm about to get just lit to up. pinpoint what Derek said, just to pinpoint what he said, in points against, the difference is one point. Crypt and I have given up 52 on the season. The Insomniacs, 51. So I can understand why wow. D said it might be a 31-24 type of a game. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Okay. That, yeah. There you and go. Thank you. And then our 130 game is going to be the now one and two and sitting around the bottom of the division, Force versus the Vegas Gold. Uh, that's... And See now this this uh, is gonna be have... oh this well, is this is a this is gonna be one of them that, like Coach Mac he's gonna try and run this up. This is a get back game for them. Well, you know what, Vikings, since you started off, I was gonna go backwards and I was gonna give my first one, but you started. Oh, go bad. ahead, give, give give no, it's all right. Go ahead, go ahead, take it, man. I... Tell us what you think. No, I probably I feel rude now. <laughs> I am no, 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 you're not. No, nah, um, ah, uh, yeah, it's a it, this gonna end up. I'm gonna say 38, 38, six, 38, six. So you're going with the force, yeah, 38, six force. Okay, 
All right, I'll, I'll take it next. Since uh, I love you, we'll, Jeremiah, we'll go, but this is going to be a rough one. That D line, we'll is, go, we'll go in reverse, good. and and I think that um, I believe the force has got a uh, a point to prove, and you know uh, I think the goal are a good team, and I think that they can play. Um, we'll see what comes in, into play more. You know the the fact that they want it that uh, the force wants to get right, or the goal wants to prove a point, but. I see this game being somewhere around 31 to six. Sorry, Jeremiah. I love you, bro. But yeah. This is going to be a rough horse. He's going to put it on them, man. I, I, I think, I think that touchdown, I think that touchdown comes on a three on one. Yeah, I agree. Like they, they're trying to work it out on their offense. They need some help. That's when Casey, what are you feeling? I, I mean, I feel like Mac and the force, that whole squad, the whole coaching staff, they all feel like they need to come out and get right this game. I feel like they have a point to prove that they're not one of the bottom teams in this division, that they've just had some slip-ups the past two weeks. I would honestly say that I can honestly see this, and I love Jeremiah. He's one of my boys. He, he backs me a lot in what I do. Um, but this is going to be the tough one for him. And honestly, I would not be surprised to see this score get out of hand and be like the Watchmen Omega score last weekend and be more around that realm of like a 69 to six because of the type of person Mac is. I feel like this is the game where he wants to go out and try to put up 70 or 80 just to prove a point. Damn. Ouch. Doug, what are you feeling? Get right game for the force. The force will put up a 40 burger. 40 burger. Okay. Respectable. Respectable. Put up a 40 burger. Oh, okay, so what we got for our next game? And then our next game up at 4 p.m., it's the Pit Bosses versus the Hunters. Hunter. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to let somebody well, else go hold first. On, I hold need on. to think let's, about let's, this. I need let's to go, think about this. Let's go reverse again, Dub. What What do you think? What is What is yours on the? What are your thoughts on this one? by all means play the game that they should have won last week but OTT was just determined I think the Hunters get right um, I mean the pit bosses play hard they played to the final whistle there's no quit in them but again like the gold there's no consistency so I got um, I got the Hunters I'll say uh, seven 13. Okay. Case, what are you thinking? I think this is probably going to be a little more evenly matched than two games are going to. But I see the Hunters coming out with this one. I'll say 2118. 2118. All right. I'm um, Viking. Go ahead. I'm going I'm to save mine for last. I don't know. Okay, so I really like Hunter's quarterback, and the pit bosses weren't doing so hot, but I think they picked up some new players, and they this JP kid came out and balled last week. Even in the loss, he, it stood out to me, right? I think this is going to be a close one, a little more high. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 28-23 Hunters. 
Yeah, a little bit, a little more. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go different than all three of you. Um, I got my boy Kuno showing up and showing out. Um, he knows the hunters. That's who he, where he came from. And no knock against him, but I think he he offers a little bit more um, at QB and a little bit more on the offensive side. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh, pit bosses on this one, and I'm gonna give a score, and I'm gonna say I think it's gonna be twenty to fifteen. With the upset, my goodness. Hey man, I gotta speak from the heart, man. I think the I think the pit bosses are are kind of Keuno's one of those guys that plays with a lot of heart, and I think he yeah. has a uh, a chance to prove himself on Sunday, and I think he's not going to let that opportunity slip. Go ahead and put the lone wolf hat on, brother. I dig it. And and gentlemen, I wish I... we had that that howl that we could play so that way I can I could go lone wolf I'd be all right with that mm. and and gentlemen our nightcap this Sunday at 7 p.m Bonanza Stadium it is with versus Vegas over the top to end the night well let's see I went last so I gotta go first um Sick with it, no TT. Man, look, um, sick with it is a, a hard out for anybody. So, um, man, G, I love you to death, brother. But I, I don't know about this one. This is going to be a, a very tough fought game. I don't think your team's going to give up because I think that's what they got in them. But I think sick with it has just got too many weapons. And I got to go with sick with it. I I, I think that no matter what score I put out there, it's it's um, not going to do OTT uh, any justice. It's not going to make them feel any better about anything. But I, you know, right now, all I can say is that sick with it is to me. They're going to try to be out there proving a point, and they want to keep continue to rank in the top ten. So they're going to try to put it on them. And my guess is. I'm not going to call a score, but I'll, I'll say sick with it by 28, unfortunately. That's very valid. Unfortunately. So, Casey, you're, you're up, brother. What you got? Man, I think I can't go any other way. I mean, G's got a good team under him now, but I just don't see them being on the level of sick with it. I don't think they're going to get mercy ruled by any means. Um, I don't even think they're maybe get beat by 20, but I would say that it'd probably be sick with it. 34 to 24. Interesting. All right. Viking, <laughs> what's your thoughts? Man, this is, uh, I love JGR and I love OTT. I love watching them play. They play with all the heart in the world. Yodi, J Earl, all you guys play with so much heart. I love watching y'all play. But the depth and the rotation is going to tire y'all out. And y'all are going to have the energy and the, and, the, and the hype. But I'm seeing this one 48 23. 
4821. Dub, what you got? Well, anytime I get to see JG throw the football is always high entertainment and excitement for me. And uh, seeing Lavish do what Lavish does is always exciting. I think the depth of Sigwita will play a huge part. And again, as everyone has said, OTT does not quit. They don't quit for nothing. They will give you everything plus the kitchen sink. They play with effort. You can never not deny their effort and lack their effort, but too much JG, too much lavish, too much DP. I, I, I got sick with it. I'll say 45 to 27. Well, contingent has it with that. Um, look, man, all I could say for all of it is that, you know, I'll go back and say it again. OTT, man, I wish you guys were were like 30 deep because it would be yeah. a hell of a, a game because you guys just show so much be. damn heart and there's no quit in that team. We all saw it last weekend. There is no quit in that team. So all I can say is stick with it. Don't take them lightly because I know they're not going to take you lightly. Yeah. Oh, they're going to get the best shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to get the best team out there. OTT is going gonna, is gonna to show up for sure. Yeah. I, I would absolutely agree. And I say that this whole weekend... It's not just get one bucket of popcorn ready, get buckets of popcorn ready, because this whole weekend is about to be a show. Well, here's a question. I, here's a question I got going back to the first game of the day with Insomniacs and the Kryptonite. Do we dare get our first overtime game of the season with those two? Just something oh, to think about. Good. Very easily. We yeah. thought we might get it last weekend, and we didn't. Most. So almost did. You're right. Any given Sunday, bro, any given Sunday, anything can happen. That's why we play the games. And, you know, like I said, I, I have yet to honestly see, um, unless it, unless the score is being run up, I have yet to see a team honestly just quit. Just stop balling. Every team out there is fighting. Every team out there is trying their best. Every on, team out literally. there is pushing. So every I mean, game, every play. Yeah. I mean, these these games, you know, when we start these games um, and, and there's no way, you know, even with even with last week with um, Insomniacs getting that deep ball on that first play, I don't think anybody sitting off, sitting around watching the game thought that, you know, OK, they're going to run away with this game. We still thought it was going to be a close game. I mean, a lot of people that were talking on the sidelines say, hey, that doesn't mean anything. We still got, you know, four or three quarters to go. And we still got a lot of game left. So you just you just never know. I mean, that's why this game is so damn exciting. And that's why watching these guys play, I've got so much love for them because I see every player come out there with heart. There's nobody that's just like, okay, I'm done. Everybody is out there trying their ass off to try to get that next play. And to watch this is just, like I said, it, it, it is something else. And again, if you have not seen a game and you're listening to this podcast, Get your butt out to Bonanza and watch these games because this game live watching. I watched the ones on, on, you know, I've watched the ones on uh, YouTube and I've, I've watched some of these games, but to see it live just brings a whole new level. Just understand that. So if you got an opportunity to come out on Sunday, show up because you are going to get a show no matter who's oh, playing. Definitely. And usually, as as you guys dub and Viking are new, 
one thing we like to do before we wrap the show up is kind of go around the table and give parting shots, parting words. I think we're kind of to that point now as we've covered all the games from this weekend. We've covered the games from this past weekend. We've covered the top 10 and our thoughts on it. And I would agree. I don't believe there's six teams in this league that can lace them up and be better than sick with it. Yes. So kind of disappointed to see that they're only at number seven. I figured they would have been like number four or number five. But that's just me. Uh, I think depending on how they play this weekend, they might finally get the credit that they deserve and be up there in the four or five. But they've got to go out and handle what everybody else would consider just handle business on on Sunday. Yeah, so, I mean, if they mercy rule out, they, they really got they got something to say about what their rankings are. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know where we want to start, but I think, um, Viking, we'll start with you. Do you have any parting shots, last words, things you want to get out before we shut her down for the night? Oh, we all about to get fried in these DMs. I'm telling you, I know I pissed somebody off. But what I really got to say is, man, Vegas versus everybody. We're coming for we're coming for national championship. We're not playing around out here. Um, loving to see the growth from the from the entire league. Keep spreading the word. Get your friends out here. We know we got monsters walking around. Um, and they ain't not doing nothing but collecting dust on the couch. So let's get your friends out here, man. This is a fun family event. Where we get to let all let all of the week out and and get a whole lot of get a whole lot of camaraderie and and get gain a whole new family out here, man. Get your friends out here. All right, Dub. How about you? I just want to again just um say my gratitude and appreciation for you guys letting me be a part of your world and welcoming me to this family. Um, and also to give a chance to harness my craft, um, you know, that it's, it, you know, takes real good people to, you know, have a newcomer that's, you know, new to this world that is the ACE NFL and welcome, welcome him in with open arms and making me feel welcome. So I'm appreciative, I'm grateful, and I'm thankful for all of you. And, you know, that is, that is my humble appreciation all of you guys so i can all all i can say is just thank you thank you thank you and mr chris very what is your last words parting shots well i'm a backup viking a little bit and i'm gonna say you know um i can't i can't say it enough if you are not out here watching the game you are doing yourself a big disservice these boys are playing their hearts out, their asses off. And, you know, it is a big fraternity. It's great to see these guys picking each other up after plays. It's great to see the hugs after the game. You know, we talk, they talk a lot of shit on the sidelines, but that's in the trenches. And after the game, you know, we're, it's all one love. So all I can say is, you know, bring your butt out, get your butt up off the couch get down to Bonanza, watch these games, watch these guys put on a show. And it's a show like no other because of the rules that we have in this game. And watching these guys fly around in person is much more than watching them fly around on TV. So Mm -hmm. you want to see a good game, you want to see some good football, get that popcorn ready, 
get your butts out and start watching what's going on in the A7FL Nevada because you will not be disappointed. Thank you for that too. Absolutely. That was beautiful parting shots. Um, for me, I'm ready to get up in that booth again and call these games. So far, there hasn't been a game really, I believe, that has let us down in the excitement level. Maybe the dog, dog walking of the force might have been a little bit to some people, but I don't even think that was much of a letdown because the game was still exciting. Um, I think this weekend's game is going to be just as exciting. We started off with a bombshell, the kryptonite versus the insomniacs. I don't think there's a better way to, to start the day off except for maybe to end the day with under the lights. I think if there was a way we could have flexed that game to be the game of the week, we absolutely would have. That should, by all means, be the 4 o'clock game of the week. Oh, they need to get that ready for by YouTube right now. Oh, exactly. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have, I don't think, that that flexibility to be able to flex that to the game of the week. So that game will be the starting game. But they, you know what? It's going to be hard for the other teams to follow that game up <laughs> with that game starting it out. So I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. I want to say thank you, Scott, for being willing to jump on the podcast and join us from here on out. Thank you, Dub, as well, for coming on, being willing to take some time out of your day to join us on the podcast. Me and, and Chris. Thank you very as much. Um, Chris, thank you, as always, for giving your time out of your day to be on here and help me kind of guide this show. Um, but I think until next time, guys, that is going to do it for us. I am. Um, hold on. Hold on, Casey. The boss wants to have a parting shot to oh, let him oh. in. Derek wants his parting <laughs> Yay. shot. Yay. Uh, here. Yeah. So I, I just I had some announcements to make real quick before we close out. Uh, first announcement is uh, you guys did a fucking fantastic job tonight. Uh, really love the energy and the new voices on the show. I think this show is in good hands uh, with or without me in the as the main voice. So I'm very happy to hear you guys can hold your water and thank you very much for jumping on tonight. I'll start there. Um, we are in the process of developing out the uh, championship weekend at in, in Bullhead, Arizona. We're going to be hosting the A7 championship in Bullhead City, Arizona under the lights Ooh. like we did for the Battle at Bullhead. And like we did during Battle at Bullhead, we are going to have a large cash, either flag or pylon style uh, tournament that will be that weekend to accompany the, the weekend that's out there. Uh, there is some talk about potentially doing a set a seven style tournament instead. So, but there, but ultimately there will be a large cash tournament for the teams that didn't make it to the championship to still come and get some work in, get seen in front of the fans and, and potentially get on TV if we do it right. So, uh, Mark your calendar, whether you think you're going to be in the chip or not. We'd love to see you out there uh, competing in the other tournament and, you know, hanging out with your boys and rooting on uh, your West Coast champs, which we uh, hope will be from either Vegas or L.A. I know everybody on this podcast is rooting for Vegas, but uh, Vegas or L.A. is who I'm rooting for. And then I want to thank uh, the three-on-one guys for recognizing the L.A. Aces in the top ten. I know the most of the conversation here tonight from our crew was, do they deserve it? Maybe they, maybe somebody else should be there, but you know, they beat a team in the vibe that was, you know, a pretty good contender last season. You only get to play who they put in front of you and they did what they needed to and mercy ruled these guys as, as quickly as they could. And I think there's credit in that, just like I think 
the kryptonite should have a higher ranking than they currently do. But I will repeat my sentiment earlier. I think the guys back East understand what they see on TV better than I do and understand what this sport looks like better than I do. And they do have eyes and focus on Vegas now. So if they really think kryptonite is number nine, they're probably more right than I am. But I'm just glad to see our guys still in the top 10 and, and doing their thing. So uh, with that, Casey, Chris, uh, thank you very much for uh, everything you guys ha- continue to do. And we produce her out. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's going to do it for us tonight, gentlemen. I am Casey Cox, Chris Vera, Scott the Viking McCorkle, Double, yeah. we call him Dub, Anthony Alvarez on the podcast. This is well from one out. Until next time, gentlemen, we will see you on the other side of the ball. Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town.